about the last 12 months of my career first. How about it, huh? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Ringside Ramblings. Um, We are fresh uh, off of the heels of the Stomping Grounds pay-per-view. And the latest news kind of surrounding Stomping Grounds and and Seth Rollins in particular uh, is that he has kind of went on this Twitter tirade, so to speak, uh, (laughs) making these bold declarations such as uh, WWE is the best pro wrestling on the planet, period. Uh, what, what do you think about this rant from, from Seth Rollins? He, he seems to kind of be going off the deep end here. Oh, man. I mean, um, that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, he's posted so much more. Uh, you know, he has uh, doubling down, best pro wrestling on the planet. See the cruiserweight triple threat? I mean, yeah, that would be great. See the cruiserweight triple threat? That wasn't even on the pay-per-view. It was on the pre-show. So, yeah, great point. Um, then he keeps going on. He replies to Cage Side Seats, who uh, who made a comment. Remember when Seth Rollins said that WWE had the best pro wrestling in the world? And then there's a picture of Donald Duck laughing. So yeah, and then of course he couldn't he couldn't stand that, so he had to reply, uh, "Sure do, dork." And after that pay per view, I stand by it even more. The crew brought it tonight from top to bottom, all out effort from every person in and out of the ring. And you're still talking and writing about it. Uh, this one kind of got me because, you know, first of all, it's, it's not about the performers, really. Um, the talent in WWE, everybody always says this is the best and most talented crew of wrestlers that WWE has probably ever had. Uh, the problem is the build, the writing, Vince McMahon, um, the shows, the three-hour rolls that just do not flow at all. Right. Uh, just hours upon hours of WWTV that just sucks week in and week out. And then the wrestlers, you know, the wrestlers are only here to kind of carry out what is dictated by Vince McMahon and, and the creative team to an extent. Right. Uh, so they, they're just kind of in place carrying out the ideas that are manifest behind the scenes. So to, and, and this tweet got me, I'm, I'm not trying to steal your, your thunder here. Um, that, there was a tweet that said, Seth, I love you, but seriously, dude, dial it down a notch. Right. And Seth replied and, and excuse me, nah, dog, let me dial it up. I've sat back and watched idiots with no clue, talk poorly about the place I dedicate my life to every hour of every day. The level I perform at on a constant is untouchable. Time to let them know. So basically yeah. the logic that, that Seth is using by saying something like this is because I dedicate my life to this every hour of every day, this company is the best in the world. I yeah. mean, do, do you see the logic here? It's, it's very inconsistent. Yeah. And I mean, he's even attacking other wrestlers, uh, Will Osprey said something, and uh, Seth Rollins replied, I'm sorry, little guy. We already have a better version of you. And it compares him to Ricochet, but I'm like, dude, you're the, you're the Will Osprey of WWE. I right. mean, let's look at the facts here. I mean, um, and I'm not saying Osprey is phenomenal by any means, but him and Seth Rollins have a very similar style, and Ricochet as well. And I mean, um, I don't know, maybe he, he is a little concerned that somebody who's getting such a push like Ricochet is going to come up and steal his thunder, too. 
Uh, I mean, he, I'm sure he has a lot of weight on his shoulders, but you got to admit the company is suffering. The company's that has the issues right now. And, uh, you know, doubling down or, or any of this other shit, just talking off at the mouth is not going to change that when right. everybody says that backstage is chaos. And, and, and ultimately, you know, I, I don't know what, what Seth is trying to do by, by grabbing the proverbial WWE flag and sticking it down in the center of the wrestling universe and, and you know, basically saying that this is it. This is the pinnacle of professional wrestling. This is the best. You don't have to look anywhere else because what we're doing is, is untouchable. And that's a pretty flat-out ridiculous thing to say, especially with companies like New Japan or what AEW's been doing lately, even with just uh, one official show under their belt. Um, really an, an absurd claim. In, in my opinion, it it doesn't so. help either. Like if you're the top face of the company, and technically you could say he is since he's the, the universal champion between him and Kofi, obviously, but it doesn't help when you're calling fans who have issues with the company right now, instead of saying, you know what, you know, things can get better. Just keep watching. Um, instead of doing this, which Vince and company has done uh, like six months ago or so, Say, give us a chance. He calls them dorks. He calls us idiots. He says, you know, things like, well, you guys don't know. It's like, okay, you know, maybe we don't know what it's like behind the scenes. Maybe we don't know what it's like behind the scenes filming a movie. But if you have the top actors in the world and you have a subpar script, then, you know, it's not going to be that great. I mean, we've seen, you know, just to compare it to Hollywood. Uh, if you take Natalie Portman, uh, who is a talented actress, if she has the wrong director and the wrong script, she absolutely sucks. Right. And uh, she just needs a good script. She needs a good director. That's sort of why a lot of the wrestlers in WWE are. Um, and when these guys aren't allowed to be themselves and you have a bad script and a bad director, then you're going to get bad quality no matter how good the performer is. Yeah. So that's a great analogy because they they can only do as well as, as the script would allow them to do, you know, the, and especially in, in WWE, we know that the agents have their hands all over the stuff, but the agents are following directives from uh, upper management and everything yeah. goes through, you know, Vince ultimately. Yeah. And, and the thing is Seth wants to talk about uh, or imply that, you know, we don't know anything about, the, the business or anything that goes on backstage and to an extent that might be true, but we certainly know more than we ever have before. Yeah. I mean, it's I wide mean, we, open now. We have uh, John Moxley going on uh, Jericho's podcast and laying it all out there. Yeah. Uh, even that he did a two over two hours with Wade Keller laying it all out there. And Dustin Rhodes as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't so heard that know. one yet, but I heard that was a good one. Um, so, so yeah. I don't see what Seth is saying is uh, it's nothing that we haven't heard before from people who have taken uh, uh, been taken aback by fan criticism. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think you caught it, but the stopping grounds pay-per-view was, you know, there were some okay matches and there was some not okay stuff, but let's be honest. The arena was not sold out by far. They, they uh, actually sectioned off. There's a picture online you can find where they sectioned off half the arena. Yeah. And it's like yeah. the floor seats and then a curtain. 
and then they like ushered everybody down close to the ring so that uh you know they could kind of make it look at least half decent and uh even on twitter somebody had made a comment like you know the camera work seemed really weird last night and i was like yeah, yeah. because wonder why they couldn't pan out you know for anything yeah you know they couldn't well, catch all the different angles they usually do and i had uh i myself had also read a tweet about how uh, they were handing out free stopping ground tickets at, at like a local mall or, you know, they were, they were just pushing yeah. all these tickets out on, on people for free. You know, they didn't have to pay a Which dime. Which is amazing. Just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and, and th- these are the same things that back in the day when impact was trying to get somewhere, they were, yeah. would hand out free tickets out in universal studios and oh, T T and LOL, you know, and, and just yeah. saying stupid things like that. And look at what your billion dollar conglomerate has ended up. Yeah, this is the situation that they have ended up in, and you want to say it's the best in the world? You can't even you can't sell out an arena, but yet you have this new company coming along saying, "Hey, we we are going to change the game. We are going to revolutionize." Things. And they sold out three or four pay per views, three or four straight in a row. So 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 and, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't want to turn this into a pro AEW thing, but I'm not I'm not going to say AEW is going to put WWE out of business. Because it's not going to happen. AEW itself is not going to put WWE out of business. WWE is putting WWE out of business. The problem is the reason why this pay-per-view didn't sell is because of lack of build. And what they did build was not captivating. It's garbage. It is. It's been garbage. And uh, I had a lot of issues with the pay-per-view. There was good stuff. Don't get me wrong. You know, Uh, New Day versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Great match. And there's been a slight build. There didn't be a lot of build to this because these guys have been around. They've had their own, you know, battles. Uh, but then you have stuff like uh, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. Weird build, strange build. Alexa Bliss yeah. going face on Raw comes to SmackDown. This wild card rule, and she's the total heel. But then Bailey comes to Raw, and then Bailey's doing these heel tactics, costs Alexa Bliss and uh, Nikki Cross the match. And uh, yeah, and, and has there ever been an explanation as to why Nick was hanging out? I mean, that, that last time I had watched something, I, I saw that situation. It, it struck me as very odd. There, there seems to be no backstory, no reason none. to it whatsoever. And and even like, why is why is Bailey got this chip on her shoulder? You know, why is she costing them the match? It's not a very face thing to do. No. And uh, then the match at the pay per view was kind of like you know that that builds into it, and you're. You don't have the the uh, uh, the want to watch a match like that. You're not invested in that sort of match. Right. So, so there's a lot of things like that with this pay per view where you're not invested, and and there's no payoff. Um, you know, that's that's the top of my list right there is one of those. Uh, and I would say for the main event too. And I know you're you've become a fan of Corbin now, as have I. Sure. I used to hate Corbin, and he's just grown into this role. <clears throat> as the top heel in the company and yep. I think it's it probably is time to strap him to be honest um, but this special guest referee thing they just totally messed that up uh, with Lacey Evans coming as the special guest they're really pushing the Seth Rollins and uh, Becky Lynch relationship thing they missed the boat on this in my opinion uh, right. you know, I've said a couple weeks ago when uh, they had Brock Lesnar take out Seth Rollins and they wheeled him out on a gurney and they didn't have Becky Lynch go over and punch Brock right in the face right then. 
they missed the boat because she would have been super mad over that night and it, they could have been riding this out. And if they had done that then and had Becky coming out to save Seth yet again, it would have, the place would have erupted. And I mean, this could be a part of why Seth is so, um, you know, bitchy on Twitter right now is because his girlfriend is bigger than he is to be quite honest. <laughs> I mean, she is the yeah. man and he yeah. is not the man right now and and i'm curious if there's like a little bit of a an ego thing going on there there, there could be there was some interesting discussion on busted open a couple weeks ago uh about this you know uh they were talking about how you know rollins is champion but it doesn't really he doesn't feel like a champion he doesn't present yeah. himself necessarily as a champion he's just kind of there yeah uh, he's just kind of holding that title and it, it doesn't really feel like he is the guy you know what i mean so how long are we going to do this? Yes. And my thing is with Corbin, I do think it's time to strap him because at this point, if you don't, then we're running into the risk of him starting to lose his credibility. The whole yeah. thing of this is it's a give and it's a take. And you need a little bit of both on both sides, the heel and the face side, uh, or else your challenger or your champion, there is very little credibility. If they are going to stretch this feud out, I, then I think uh, at least a, a title change would, would help. Do, do you mm-hmm. agree? Or? Oh, I definitely think it should. I mean, let the Brock stuff die down. I think we've, we've already had this money in the bank thing where it's like tease, tease, tease. We're not going to do it yet. Let it die down. Let us forget about Brock for a bit. Have the title change. Let Corbin win the belt. Um, looks like, like Bully Ray and them have said, uh, he doesn't feel like a champion. And, I, and let me step back a second for this because when they knocked him out of the title picture last year and they put him with the Intercontinental title and the tag titles and they knocked Seth down a bit and he was boring as hell. He did not have a storyline that did, that got that hype behind it. Right. You know, as Mojo would say, he didn't get the hype. He did not stay hype. And uh, and I know you're really excited because Mojo just resigned with the company. I hope I hope it's five more years. <laughs> I hope it's ten more years. And and so you know they had their very lackluster stuff with uh, Jason Jordan because he got injured, and then the tag title switch, and then he got the Intercontinental title. Even though I think it was with Miz, right? The feud, and it was kind of yeah. lackluster. And then the Dean Ambrose stuff, a little bit more lackluster with Seth and. Seth just has not been able to get any momentum build. And, uh, you know, is that his fault? Is it the writing? You know, I don't, I don't know. But when he got the title, there still wasn't any momentum. He was injured. Right. So he wasn't really out there delivering these awe-inspiring performances. But to be honest, I haven't seen an awe-inspiring performance from Seth in quite a while. I mean, it's, I, it's the same no. stuff every week. You can only see so many topes and plancas before you get right. tired of it. So, well, I think to, to kind of dive into the psychological aspect of it, in order to have a, a strong face, what do you need? You need a strong heel. Yeah. And I, I think that is probably where they're at right now with Corbin mm-hmm. um, because he has been getting the biggest and most consistent heel reactions yeah. uh, out of the whole roster. Uh, and like you, I, I wasn't a big fan for a long time, but he's really grown into his own skin. Uh, and has shown a lot more confidence than he has, uh, especially when he started. So I, I kind of get the idea of why they're doing this. 
mm-hmm. but it, it's almost like it's too late. Yeah, it feels too late because back to like Bully Ray said, he, he feels like he's just there when you have a champion like Becky and when you have a champion like Kofi who are, are kind of these underdog and exciting champions. Uh, but even though those guys, it feels like they're under delivering too as far as not the performers themselves, but the scripts and, and what WWE is giving us. But even that is more exciting than what we're getting out of Seth right now. Um, but we don't have, like you said, the Uber heel going out to make the champion even better. I mean, right. you had Brock, but, you know, that's not uh, that's not what I would call the, the big heel. Everybody's tired of Brock. Nobody cares. Exactly. So and, it's and like Seth wins. Eh. It's expected. And, and yeah. it's like, well, you better be glad that you did that because if you hadn't, then... You know what I mean? It's it's not. You could have had Bastion Booger beat Brock Lesnar, and everybody would have been excited about it. Exactly the same amount level. Uh, in my opinion, I, I like Corbin having him out there. I don't know why they won't use Elias properly. Elias would be a great heel challenger for for someone like Seth. Um, why they haven't done that is beyond me. You know, Elias keeps getting shit done, you know. Uh, but he, they have him out there every week just getting a, made a fool of. Is, is he still a lackey for, uh, for Shane? Well, what's going on with that? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm probably it doesn't at least like a month it. behind. You know, so I, he, I don't know what's going he on. He was with Shane for a hot minute. And then uh, it was like a wild card thing, too. And then. The last it was was he he showed up and he was going to be a special guest referee for Baron Corbin, and Seth took him out, um, and then they had Lashley spear him in the very next segment, which made no sense whatsoever. Uh, Both so, heel, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm not sure because they did the, you know, the announcement that Elias was the the next big thing on SmackDown, but. Again, it's just wishy-washy what they're doing every week. Yeah, because they had Vince introduce him to, to SmackDown. Yeah. So you would have thought that they would at least have something planned, you know, in, in advance. But Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't. There's <laughs> like this bipolar Vince McMahon that, you know, one week he's excited about somebody and the next week he could care less. And, I've heard the analogy used before that it's like when a child gets a new toy, they'll yeah. play with it for a week and then they'll yeah. toss it away. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll want a new one and they start playing with that for a few days and then that gets lost or something. And though they, then they get a new one. It's just a constant cycle. And I think the creative team is very uh, similar to that. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Vince. creative team being Vince Yeah. Uh, from the sound of it, creative is, uh, you know, not to, to get off our topic here of Seth, but, Creative is very uh, just at their ends. You know, they talk about a lot of people are mainly from Hollywood, and when they sign up, they sign up to, to be writers. And instead of being writers, what they're they're doing is they're directing uh, these segments, and they're uh, you know trying to tell the wrestlers what their characters are, and they're they're having to be very hands on with everything except the writing. And so a lot of them are just done 
you know, they just don't have any heart left into it. And all they want to do is they want to write good scripts, you know, yeah. good programming. And uh, apparently whatever's written is just scraps last minute anyway. So, so let, like- let's go ahead and uh, let, let's go ahead and bring Seth back up for a little bit. Uh, yeah. And then there's something else that I want to touch on um, that I'm going to talk to you about, because I, I don't know, like I said, I'm, I'm behind on everything. Um, but it seems like they're, they're trying to make some changes here. So, so we'll talk about that, but uh, so where, where does Seth go from here? At, at least storyline wise, I know we have the, um, that the thing with Corbin still kind of going on. How do we, how do we take Seth and, and do something bigger with him? Or do we? I, I don't know if you, you really can at this stage. Um, there is rumor that the next uh, pay-per-view, Extreme Rules, I believe it is, we're going to get a um, mixed-gendered tag match, Seth and Becky versus Corbin and Lacey with a winner-take-all, uh, which I think is very uh, wrong. For one, because I, I don't think the fans want Lacey Evans to have the title. She's still quite, I don't want to say green, but, you know, she's still new to the main roster. And I don't know if she's really that over as a heel yet as far as the heat they want her to have. Um, however, Corbin, I think, would be a great choice to get the title, have that heat. So it's kind of a lose-lose situation almost. You either keep the belt on Seth or keep put the belt on Lacey Evans, uh, which I think it would almost be the option. You put the belt on Becky still, and then you put the belt on Corbin would be the best scenario. Anyway, uh, I think with Seth at this stage, the best thing they can do if they're really going to push this relationship stuff, um, and I've heard it compared to Savage and Elizabeth. You know, Elizabeth was beloved and Savage was kind of uh, depending, you know, if he was a face or a heel, if you loved him or hated him. Uh, they could go that route. You know, they could make Seth jealous. They can make him uh, that that boyfriend that's either overprotective or super jealous. Maybe he's jealous of her success and maybe he's jealous other people are looking at Becky Lynch. You know, they could go that route and turn Seth heel, and that would definitely make him a more compelling character sure. uh, on TV, at least. Uh, in in ring-wise, and I would say exactly what I would say for, for the entirety of the company, is that they need to start paying more attention to uh, what got them to the table as far as wrestling. You know, telling a match properly, you know, the face and the heel and and less spotty stuff, or at least make the spotty stuff make sense psychology-wise and different things like that. I mean, there's there's small things that, even like a great match like Daniel Bryan versus Seth Owens the other, or Seth Owens, Seth uh, Rollins the other week, uh, had small things in it, like after the gigantic superplex off the top and Rollins goes for the Falcon Arrow, Daniel Bryan just reverses out of it. And it's like, the superplex needs to mean something. You know, so, I mean, there's there's aspects like that. Um, But I think character wise, that may be the best choice they do for Rollins is turn him heel. But I'm not sure that works in this overall scenario with Corbin and and all the other guys. Uh, 
do you just have Rollins as a heel unto himself? Like Savage would be, would be the biggest question. It will probably be better than what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in my opinion, there's no depth to the character whatsoever. Um, if, if you were to ask me, what's the gimmick? I couldn't tell you uh, that there's nothing there that really, it's almost like you, you can't describe it. And, and that just kind of summarizes his, his run right now is that it's just kind of there. So yeah. I think, I think that idea, whether it's through jealousy or, or whatever, uh, would at least offer some uh, depth to the character and, and create something more compelling. So it'd be interesting to see how that's handled uh, in the upcoming weeks. Um, I, I think that winner take all, uh, that's, well, yeah, I mean, that, that's, you, that's a lose-lose. If you have Lacey Evans beat Becky Lynch, and then Seth is going to blame her for that, that would be a start. You know, he blames yeah. her. And we just see him blaming her every week, you know, week, especially if she wins her belt back the next night on Monday Night Raw or something. Um, and then she's champion again. He's not. Uh, maybe she does accidentally cost him to lose a title match against Corbin or something. And, and he see, blames her and he's jealous of her. And I think if they built that all summer, it, it could definitely be better programming. I think it would be great, but then we run into the issue of uh, who steps up. I mean, we don't, oh. we don't have any cards in place for, for things like this to happen. It's like, there's just nothing, there's no development uh, on a regular basis from what I can tell anyway. You mean, as I don't know if things have changed. Up to be the top face. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would say from their booking that automatically they're going to make it ricochet. Good Lord. And I, I have my issues with that since they've been uh, Roman Reigns booking Ricochet so hard. Uh, beyond that, it's hard to say because who else is there? Honestly, I mean, what other face has been pushed at all on Mondays? Man, it, it beats me. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to think. I know but, you haven't seen it recently, but I, I, I honestly haven't. can't think of anybody. Um, it's been Ricochet and Seth Rollins, and that's all I've seen except for like the wild card rule, which is Roman Reigns um, and New Day. So they've they've had this big lack of pushing any upper mid card or lower card, except for the guys that are in the main event or feuding with the main event guys. Right, and uh, that lack of of build for essentially a month or more now has uh, really hurt storytelling, in my opinion, because you can only see so much of these guys every time. And there hasn't even, not to get too off topic, there hasn't even been any like official rules established on how many wild no, card. No, no, got, nothing like still right. None. No, it's no changes kind of, there. It's just this is out. This is. It's his out for booking whoever he wants on whatever show. Right. Um, you know, I mean, there was even a comment the other day. It was like, oh, well, New Day, I looked, and you're not even officially on the wild card rule. So why are you here? And then Kofi's like, hey, I'm WWE champion. I can go everywhere, I, anywhere I please. And it's like, well, we're just, what's just Wild West anymore. And it's, it's yeah. not even. What's the point? 
even back in the day when it was Raw and SmackDown and you had one roster, uh, you know, you had The Rock and Stone Cold and Triple H and Undertaker, even though you had like these four, five, six main event guys, you were still building the undercard. And so I, I'm sitting so here thinking, like, how the hell did they build back then in a two hour show that they can't build a three hour show now? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think anybody is getting any rub on the mid card level to move up except Ricochet. Have we seen anything from uh, Robert Roode? Nothing. Is he nothing since, nothing. since he uh, got the mustache? And he wow, um, yeah, I can't remember if he he won the twenty four seven championship for a hot minute, and now he's just in that crowd chasing. Him. Wow! So nothing on the Robert Roode front. Don't know what happened there. Um. We are yeah, he's a shiny new toy. Some. Yeah. We see Cesaro some. He has a, a new look. Uh, but he's been like in this not really a feud with Ricochet. So I don't know if that's going to get pushed up to the U.S. title level. Um, it looks like AJ Styles is going to be feuding with Ricochet now. I don't know how the hell that happened. Uh, you go from a super long... WWE title run to U.S. title doesn't, doesn't seem to make any doesn't sense. make any no. sense to me. No. Um, yeah, I'm. It's it's just mind boggling the amount of talent that they have there and the amount that is unused. You know, you know what could fix this entire problem? Whoa. No more wrestling during commercial breaks. Why don't you talk <laughs> a little bit about that? All right. Well, you know, I even had somebody tweet me. They were like, uh, what's wrong with this idea? You know, and they were like, well, I don't want to see a rest hold. And I'm thinking, dude, rest hold. <laughs> Do you not understand what a rest hold is? I mean, probably this not. Is, this is what they use for generations to get around the commercials. You put the guy in a chin lock or you work the arm or whatever, and you would do the rest hold, and the wrestler gets to take a break, essentially, and they work it, and the other guy sells, and that's it. And, I mean, they can do whatever, and they can go back to it. I mean, like, if you watch the beginning of a Ric Flair-Ricky Steamboat match, they they trade off, you know, a headlock, and then they go for a suplex, but nope, he flips him back over, and he goes back to the rest hold, and then he tries to struggle out of it, and then they go back to the same steps for, like, ten minutes. And it's just a build in storytelling that, you know, okay, this, the face is better than the heel or the heel is trying to submit the face. Right. And uh, you mean to tell me you can't do this now? Like where in this generation of wrestling have we lost this aspect of a rest hold that you can't work a leg or an arm or a chin lock for three minutes while the commercials play? Uh, and I mean, this is, we can look at SmackDown when they have it at the corner of the TV playing all the commercials and it's just go, 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 go. And this is, you know, to take a, a page out of revival, it's all this flippy shit. Yeah. Um, and does it advance the match any more than a rest hold would? I don't think so. so. 
can, can you confirm that we're now having random two out of three falls matches because of this? There Is were a lot the last Monday night. And I thought it seemed strange because it's just like out of the blue. This match is two out of three falls. Which yeah. isn't a stipulation that's used commonly anyway. It's not. Um, but apparently all of a sudden Vince McMahon thinks no more wrestling during commercial breaks. So to me, I, I would think that the people in the audience are going to get super tired because you're, you're essentially seeing three matches with the same two people for however long. And then the commercial breaks, commercials can take up, you know, quite a, quite a while sometimes, uh, during the commercial breaks, you know, they're just sitting there. So, you know, ultimately something like that is going to make some changes to, to everything. Like, uh, either your, your, um, your moves aren't going to have the same impact. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to have to be going through these dynamics like several times throughout a whole match. So you're going to burn the crowd out. Not only that, but you're going to water down uh, everything you're doing anyway. Here's the other thing. Impact tried this already. It wasn't two out of three falls, but it was a time limit rounds. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, ding, ding. Okay, that round's over. Let's go to commercial break. Those matches sucked. Well, and that's the rumor is that Vince is wanting to get to that point. Um, I was just reading here. Uh, there's no, there's no word yet if they will move forward with this idea, but it was pitched at some point in the last few weeks and would be similar to an old European round system. So, uh, you know, I think it's it's Vince trying to come up with something to beat the competition, and uh, I think he's trying to think outside the box, maybe, or you know, other people pitching these ideas outside the box. But again, I think you'd have to look and go, what brought wrestling to its height before? And that was, you know, the system that's, that's worked all this time um, as far as, you know, baby faces and heels and the roles they play and the moves that they do and how you do storytelling and make it compelling and get people um, into the matches and invested. And I don't think that's going to work, not on the, the standard that he's envisioning because it's like if we look at MMA or boxing and boxing isn't even a thing almost anymore. Nobody watches boxing. But if you look at MMA and the way they do it, <clears throat> it it's still you're you're having like three matches. You know, you're not having all this build up of these under undercard guys. Otherwise your company should have ten people in it and that's that's it. I mean for if we're doing it that right. way. Um, I, I cannot see watching a show and then going, okay, we've we've had this five-minute round. Let's take a break. <laughs> Here's an interesting point, not to cut you off, but I'm, I'm trying to connect the dots here. Um, with WWE moving to Fox uh, coming up towards the end of the year, wasn't Impact on FS1 back when they tried that round system? Um, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they were. I, I think they were on FS1. Uh, I, I don't know. I would have to go back and, and look into that. It'd be an interesting connection to make, though, um, if that were the case. Yeah. Uh, that maybe these ideas are coming from Fox. You know, it's, who knows? It's totally possible. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see it working. I don't think. Uh, I think you're going to lose more fans because 
for one, you're you're not hitting like if if you're saying that you can't do the style of wrestling that you know I I, I like to call it wrestling dynamics because you have you know the baby face they come out they do their part to show that they're better than the heel then the heel cheats gets the upper hand your your story building the baby face comes back you have the finish and that match can be any length and go back and forth or whatever but if you can't do that if that's too old school for you then what is a five round match going to do it's going to be even more boring yeah it, it would be i mean and and the whole idea i think is is um if you're wanting to be more sports driven like that um that that's not even where i would begin yeah i mean first of all I think the, we've talked about ranking systems in the past, mm-hmm. and it seems like everything is very arbitrary in how it's presented. Uh, it, it just kind of, you know, happens, and there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason. There's nothing traceable uh, from from where. Do, am I making sense here? Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems it to kind of sprout out of nowhere what, what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if if rounds would, would be the answer to, to take a more sports-driven approach. Especially if you have guys like Rollins uh, and Ricochet where they're bouncing all over the place. And it's just spot, spot, spot. And then you're going to say, okay, ding. Now you got to sit down for a minute. Yeah. So then they're going to have to build momentum back up. Exactly. You know, when you come back from the commercial break, instead of it seemingly that momentum hasn't stopped. You know, it I don't know. I just I look at these matches and and if you're saying this is the new way we're wrestling, where you know we're just doing spots without psychology, uh, right? I don't see how it's going to work with us. Yeah, you know. right. Because how do you have your shines? How do you have your comebacks? How do you, yeah. you know, all these things? You know, it's all subject to be completely interrupted, and then you have to start back from square one. So hopefully, hopefully something like this doesn't happen. But you know what? At this point, I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be a death nail, in my opinion. Yeah, because yep, I think it would make it worse. Eventually, you're going to have to go back to a rest hold to make those sort of matches work. And if they don't, they don't want to do rest holds already. Then, I mean, besides the point, isn't that the whole aspect of having NXT and everything so that everyone learns learns to work TV? You know, like you you have you you would think you have uh, they go okay, well you have a ten minute spot to do a match, so you have to get everything in ten minutes because at that. You know, 11 minutes, we're cutting to commercial break. Like, to me, that's the whole point of having NXT and learning the quote-unquote WWE style because of television is that they would have this stuff down to a T after being this global phenomenon for so long that your commercial comes here and therefore the match has to be over. Right. I mean, it's it's common sense that anytime you have an independent contract, you need to train them on how to do these things. Uh, but that's another topic for another show. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to slip that in there. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that's the, that's the entire point of, of having kind of the uh, breeding grounds and so to speak, yeah. to be able to go down there and, and learn about you know, the, the camera angles. And, you know, we, we hear about the red dot, you know, if, if the red lights on, um, you're, you're good or if the red lights off, you know, you're on commercial or, or something along those lines. Yeah. So it just seems like I, I don't. I, I don't even know. It, it's it's just mind-boggling know. to me. It's like okay, if this guy has a five-minute match. This guy has a ten-minute match. You stay on on task. You cut the promo short. You go to commercial. You come back. 
of the matches taking place longer than that spot allows, then you do a rest hold or they're brawl outside the ring or something happens where the match kind of goes on pause for a moment. Um, I don't see what the problem is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess they think it's more entertaining to to watch these guys sitting on a little little stool in the corner of the ring or something than than <laughs> I, I don't know. Ding ding. I don't know. The whole thing's stupid. The, the whole thing is stupid. <laughs> it, 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 none of it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, you know, stop stop gouging the eyes. It, uh, I don't know. We're, we're gonna step into the corner here for a minute. It just seems like WWE is doing all the wrong things. Could, could you imagine having somebody like Piper or somebody dealing with this kind of stuff? Oh. I mean, if you really stop and think about it. You know, especially if you had like Savage and Piper and you had Flair and Hogan and all these big personalities, Jake the Snake. Um, you know, you can go back further, like Don Morocco, Mr. Fuji, all these guys. And then you had Vince. And it's like you had the boys and then you had the office and there was no in between. Like today, the office yeah. is like all ex-wrestlers pretty much. Uh, so I, I don't know. You know, I've, I've heard shoot interviews before with a lot of the old timers say that, you know, Vince would leave and they would just go through and rewrite the whole show. And then the wrestlers would take over and, you know, no, this guy and this guy. And even like Bret Hart and Stone Cold is you know, whether it's true or not, you know, Bret Hart taking claim that he made Stone Cold the face, you know, in that match that he decided it was time, not Vince. So, right. I, well, I don't know. I mean, are we at that stage where <clears throat> the wrestlers are no longer in control, uh, so to speak, with WWE? I mean, uh, the rumor is that Vince is no longer taking any, um, ideas from wrestlers about their characters wow that that is now frowned upon that's 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 pathetic a wrestler actually pitch an idea so uh, wow who knows Um, and then on the other turn we have like aew pushing the wrestler aspect more um you know impact wrestling letting their wrestlers wrestle other places Um, you know new japan kind of they just you know, they brought in Moxley, and he put on a hell of a match with Juice Robinson. So mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. You know, we have Chavo Guerrero and uh, Alberto Del Rio now helping their own place, getting ready to start. Uh, so I mean, there are a lot more options now. So I think Vince needs to tread very carefully because. I think everybody on the main rosters and everybody down at NXT are looking abroad. That uh, there's more opportunities now for for them to go out and showcase what they know, what they do, and what they can do. Yep. Yep. There, there's no shortage of work. You know, if you're somebody like Neville, who who can leave and then go find success, yeah. or if you can be somebody like Cody and just go start your own company, right? Um, then. You know, you you don't need it. It's not the be all end all. Um, so, and I think especially with things being as accessible as they are these days, um, there, there's no shortage of content for viewers. Um, I, I know we're kind of all over the place here, 
but uh, ultimately uh, a round system or, um, you know, no rest holds or rest holds during commercial. I don't even know what they're doing. I no rest holds, rest holds. Just, just I guess I they mean, just stand there during commercial. What if, what if Seth is just working us all, though? What if this is just an out of WWE work, so to speak, on Twitter? And, uh, you know, maybe he's, I don't know where Seth is in his contract. I don't know how many years he has left. I don't know if he plans on staying with WWE or if he's looking at Dean and John Moxley and going, hey, that's what I want to be doing is wrestling the way I want to wrestle. You have to wonder. I mean, Seth isn't a WWE product, so to speak. Right. You know, so it's, it's, I don't know. That's a good point. What, what if he is kind of just, I would say for a lot of people, Seth Rollins versus uh, Will Ospreay is a dream match. Or uh, Kenny Omega. Oh, definitely I, I've Seth heard Kenny that one a lot. Seth was really high on yeah. that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, who knows what's what the future holds. I would say he's got a long <laughs> career ahead of him. Still yet. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I'm kind of looking at that through, through – uh, the, the scope that you presented find find anyone else alive who do, does what I do as well as I do as often as I do it. You can't, I don't know. That's, that's a big is claim, it, you know, it is. It's a huge claim. It is. So, so maybe this is, uh, maybe there's a little more to this than, than what and we I, think. I think there was a lot of replies like, uh, John Moxley <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's true. He's done it as often as good. You know, I mean, yeah. So, and and he was working. He was working two two shows a day, mm-hmm. uh, house shows. You know, while he was champion, going around and and I mean, he was he was definitely put putting his time in. Uh, I, I think people forget that when when they talk about and look, I I was the same way, especially towards the end of his run with with the company. Oh, you know, he looks lazy out there. Oh, you know, he doesn't really seem to care. Well, he didn't, and and with good cause. Right. Um, so I, I don't know, maybe we will be seeing a, a move here pretty soon that, that, uh, that, yeah. that would be, that would be big. It's, it's something to look, look into. Like, I don't, I have no idea what, how much time he has left on his contract. Um, yeah. But I would say there's a lot of people, you know, that's the rumor backstage is that there's a lot of people looking to get out. Um, so, mm, tough call you know uh, there's a lot of a lot of people making it on the indies now uh, and outside of WWE and making the same amount of money as they would make there and actually enjoying themselves so yeah yeah absolutely uh, I was just on here looking uh, this is way off topic we didn't plan on talking about this but I'm just sitting here and I'm scratching my head uh, the Undertaker just showed up on Raw. Oh, really? And uh, choke slam Shane McMahon. Um, right. So, so he's he's getting in on this now. Uh, that the whole Drew and, and Shane in a handicap match against Roman, I think, is what they were doing tonight. Uh, and Undertaker came and helped out. So I don't know. Is that going to fix it? No. Here's what I would like, ideally. And we haven't talked about him, this guy in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's Bray Wyatt. Where, when's he going to show up? I don't know. 
apparently Sister Abigail kind of poked her head in on Raw uh, while The Miz was, was walking backstage. Um, so I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, but it just seems like they're, they're just doing things just to do things. And, and I don't, at the end of the day, how do you fix it? Uh, I would say, let them do what they want to do. Let, yeah. Give them some autonomy and, and stop suffocating these performers because bringing back the undertaker for the, you know, hundredth time, uh, is not going to fix it. It hasn't fixed it before. Yeah. It's not going to fix it now. It's definitely not. Um, having Shane McMahon on every single show, several times per show. People are getting sick of Shane McMahon. Yeah. Everybody was excited and, when he came back, but. Probably one of the biggest pops in recent memory uh, when he came back a, a couple of years ago. I mean, it was, it was a huge pop. Yeah. And, and look at where we are now. I'm. Uh, I'm I'm dumbfounded. I don't I don't know. I know we we've been all over the place with this one, um, but that's what we do. Yeah, that's, that's what we do. That's right. And if you don't like it, well, you can was, stick it. I was trying to look here, um, but I I cannot find uh, when Seth Rollins' contract expires. Um, I have a few guys here, but yeah, um, Shinsuke. I don't know if he's resigned yet or not. But he's supposed to be up this year. Uh, the Good Brothers, Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson, September. Uh, of course, Harper is late this year. Uh, Matt and Jeff are early uh, 2020, I believe, in March. Yep. The Revival's right after them in April. Um, Rey Mysterio's is up in October 2020, but he has an 18-month uh, out after he signs, so I don't, I don't know quite where that will go. Orton's up in It'll be interesting to, to see what happens with him. Um, ooh, Pat McAfee through 2020. Oh, tell me. <laughs> At least 2020. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, wow. I, I hope he resigns. Oh, he's awful. He should uh, manage Mojo. Sami Zayn, fall of 2021. Uh, Kevin Owens, uh, April 2023. So Owens will be around a while. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Uh, Even if just a, a portion of those names, yeah, don't resign, could be a big deal. Um, they've they've got several coming up. Sounds like towards the the beginning or, or middle of next year, yeah. uh, for for the most part. Um, and things aren't getting any better. So, are, are they going to stick around? We we know that the money's being thrrown at them. Yeah, they're. Big money. They throw money, and it seems like they're just trying to use people as best they can uh, with, you know, the current plans that are going on, which is essentially nothing, in my opinion. Um, right. But it's like they just throwing things together, um, you know, with Revival, with the Good Brothers, with whoever. Uh, so, I don't know. I just, I think at this stage, you know, who who is going to uh, stay is just people who are kind of, um, you know, I don't want to say lazy as far as as where they are, but in their career, but people who are just kind of content where their career is, and uh, you know, WWE is kind of guaranteed money if if you can get to that level. 
like a Samoa Joe, he's he's looking at the downside of his career, you know. So I say Joe's in for the long haul right now. I think so. Uh, whereas some others, maybe not, you know. Uh, so who uh, who knows? It'll be interesting to to keep track of. Uh, I think I said it the last time we did this. Uh, the next year is going to be really interesting uh, to see how the landscape of pro wrestling slash sports entertainment. Yeah. Uh, if, will, will if go. we look a so, year out from now, it's going to be interesting year two. I think so. Absolutely. But at this point um, I'm, I'm going to say what I'm going to say, and then you can say uh, what you want to say. And we'll, we'll go ahead and take this thing home. Um, ultimately, here's how I see it. You know, with everything we've talked about today, um, WWE is trying desperately to play damage control and they're failing miserably. Mm-hmm. Um, no wrestling during commercials is not going to fix anything. In fact, it, it shows, if anything, that they don't know how how to fix this, how to prepare themselves for any kind of competition. Um, and, and I think it's becoming more and more obvious over time. Um, a round system, that, that's not going to help anything either. Um, now, as far as Rollins is concerned, he's not he's not helping things either i mean besides his tweets i'm not talking about the tweets but but just the fact that your your main champion on your main brand simply exists mm-hmm. um i think as a champion and as a leader uh he should have some ability to to stand up and, and do something but is it the fact that he does he doesn't stand up and say something or is it that he doesn't he really doesn't see any problems. I mean, surely him and Dean have had mm. these talks over time as to where, you know, Oh, I think this is wrong. Uh, oh, I don't like that. I can't share my thoughts and my ideas or they keep getting shot down. They've had to have talks about this stuff, you know, you would think so. So, so I don't, I don't know. I, I don't have the answers for this. Uh, but, but as a viewer, I think I am at an probably all time low in, in interest. Yeah. That's same here. I think uh, when you have a champion like Rollins is right now where it's kind of lackluster and he comes out and you kind of don't care because <clears throat> his character just hasn't been built up. You know, it's it's like he was just – the title was thrown on him just to throw it on him. Um, you compare that to guys like Chris Jericho or even The Undertaker who would come in and remake themselves. You know, The Undertaker come in as the badass – the Undertaker come in and do a, a new, you know, a submission hold like Hell's Gates. Where you have Jericho come back and he would have fresh material where he would come back with a different gimmick, a different character every time. And, um, you know, we have Rollins and, and he's not he's not trying to change up anything. And, I, you know, I get it. I do get it. But <clears throat> I would I would rather see Rollins performing at another level than what he did with the IC title. You know? Exactly. Uh, so, I would almost even say the IC title stuff was even better than what we're getting with the Universal title right now, which is pretty sad. Yeah, it um, is. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess, and I think I, I agree with you on that. I think uh, uh, probably something has to do with it. It might be, um, you know, the the caliber of talent that he was wrestling. He, he might've been a little more interested in what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a knock on Corbin necessarily, but you know, but definitely not. getting able to, 
to, to go out there and wrestle somebody like Apollo. You know, it's not necessarily going to happen if you're, you know, the, the top champion. Right. Whereas if you're the intercontinental champion, you'll be, you'll be wrestling all kinds of different guys, and I think whether it's on TV or in house that shows. That could be a, a problem as well, because I can remember when, you know, when the world champion would come out and he would take all challengers. Um, and and right. you, you would have, you know, Hogan versus whoever or Flair versus whoever. Um, whereas today it's like, you know, it's always the same thing. It's, it's, you know, it's right now it's Rollins versus Corbin or Rollins versus whoever that chosen guy is. Instead of, you know, just like a random guy coming out, kind of, you know, so to speak, and, you know, uh, making that challenge. Um, like, to me, if if you had had Ricochet come out and made a challenge and then lose, that would be better for both of them than the super uber push that Ricochet has been given every week. Um, and I know they've tried to, to fix that with the Cesaro thing with Ricochet, but it you know, they really one lose one loss to him and one loss to Rue just doesn't do anything, um, in my opinion. But yeah, with Rollins, no. uh, I don't know. You got to make that title mean something. And so far, we haven't had it mean anything yet. You know, he it's come off a of the Brock Lesnar aspect where it's killed the belt, and so far he's had one defense against Baron Corbin. Um, well, technically two now, two defenses against Baron Corbin that. One of them was very lackluster. So that was the uh, Saudi Arabia show. I would say this right. last week's was very lackluster. Uh, stomping grounds. Um, I would say yeah. Saudi Arabia was probably better than stomping ground as far as the universal mm. title defense. But uh, yeah, I mean, they just need, they need better, better writing, you know, I, and, and we kind of go do say that a lot, but um these these past several weeks on Raw and SmackDown have been pretty lackluster. Um, they had two two pay per views to build for, and they did squat for both. To be honest, um, so I don't know. Maybe they'll get their feet underneath them for uh, Extreme Rules, and we can get some some stuff going. But I have to wonder at this point: Are they just doing too many pay per views? It could be because I mean after this, uh, we're we're heading to SummerSlam, right? Yeah. It's about time for SummerSlam. Extreme Rules, right? So Summer, SummerSlam, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, and I know AEW, not to bring them back up, AEW have said that they're not going to do a pay per view every month. Yeah. They want it to to mean something, and I think WWE kind of needs to look at at that. Um, it needs to mean something, and if they want to put on a big show to keep the viewers that they have. Uh, do Saturday night's main event on the network, you know? And, and yeah, we've t- talked about that you before know, do, too, is that you have this huge platform. You have that, the platform that you can be utilizing. If you're wanting to keep the fans that you have, um, then you do that. And then you can advertise that on your, Oh, you know, Saturday night's main event. If you want to order it, then you, you know, nine ninety nine. Yeah. uh, you do that whole shtick. Um, you keep that up. But it doesn't have to be like a super pay-per-view level event that you don't build toward. Um, right. Because you could do a Saturday Night's main event just like you could do a, a new episode of Raw or SmackDown. It'd just be on a bigger level you know, with title defenses. Um, so it doesn't have to be super built toward. It could be something that's built toward in one episode. Um, but 
you could use that to keep building toward a pay-per-view instead of having 12, 13, 14 pay-per-views a year um, that get really poor build and storyline toward. Right. So, and, and constantly giving away the matches, giving them, giving them away. Giving it away and, every week. and I think every week, every single week. And, and I think it just becomes very fatiguing. I think there is such a thing as oversaturation. AJ versus I think Ricky you're seeing Jay. some of that. Give too. it away. Even if it's just a build yeah. tonight, I mean, yep. it could be built tonight to, you know, but you've already announced it. AJ versus that, that stage that, that shouldn't be set yet. Yeah. I mean, we should be, we should be easing into that. And, and it shouldn't be something that you just start off like like that. You know, it, it's not a case where it's just uh, – it, it started with a segment. I'll say that. I, I did see that it kind of started out with AJ uh, backstage with, with mm-hmm. Ricochet. I get that. Um, keep that up for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't automatically good just mean, okay, you get a match. Have Carl Anderson yeah, go why not? And fight Ricochet. Have Luke Gallows fight Ricochet. You know, you if you want to convince these guys to stick around, then it's good on both ends. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that would only that would only help the story. That would only help the performers and, and the morale. Um, and those are the kinds of things that that we're lacking and seeing. It's, it's, these things are just given away, and and it doesn't feel like it, all the circumstances are considered when these decisions are made. So. I, I, I guess that's enough for now. Yeah. Um, wh- wh- why don't you take us home? Well, I think everybody knows WWE has issues. It's just a matter of them getting addressed properly. It's all going to pick up, to be quite honest. It's all going to pick up. AEW hasn't even started their uh, weekly shows yet. So uh, I would look at the beginning of 2020 uh, for things to really pick up. And if, if WWE's going to fix things, it's going to be then. So, uh, as always, though, this is Square Circle Journal's Ringside Ramblings. This is what we do. You know, we just thought we'd bring this this bit of news to everybody. The heels of stomping ground with Seth Rollins apparently having a little something up his butt. I don't know what it is. He's got a little hair up his ass off something. I don't know. Maybe. Might have to ask Becky maybe, about I don't that know. Maybe she strapped it on and a little, ran a little too hard on him this week. <laughs> But um, <laughs> on that note, uh, for our good host, Just John, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Uh, this has been Ringside <laughs> Ramblings. It's Sam Kiel, the Wrestling Connoisseur. And until next time. <laughs>